that lass on Radio 4 who's sort of Charlotte Green. She's got nothing on me. Do you look into their eyes, Ian, or is that too personal a question? You don't want to go into this. What would you be shouting at the television screen, Ian Lennox? <laughs> but uh, there is a slight suggestion that next season might be better. So, uh, mm. Let's hope so. No one seems to get a penalty for pulling shirts nowadays, I hardly ever. Or seven simple seasons. Fly me to the moon, the audio podcast companion with Rob Nichols. It's clearly superstition. That's the reason uh, Rob's decided to actually delay his entry until everybody's actually assembled, uh, assembled in in a whole range of ways. But what the hey? He did it before. It worked for Tottenham, so maybe it'll work for Chelsea. It's that superstition that clearly opens up a whole range of things. We're delighted to welcome to Fly Me to the Moon the podcast for the special paper. Edition issue 625 versus Chelsea, of course. Yes, that's Chelsea. Uh, in the sixth round of the FA Cup or the quarterfinal, George Conway. How are you, George? I'm very well, Alex. How are you? Excellent. Jenny Bill, how are you, Jenny? I'm fine. Thank you very much, Alex. Splendid and fresh from actually being released from where he was tied to the post at Goodison Park, where he ran on to actually protest against oil and fixed himself there because he couldn't bear to see uh, <laughs> Newcastle United actually uh, do anything against those wonderments of uh, the toffees from Everton. It's Ian Lennox. How are you, Ian? Hello. Excellent. I would like to, know, I'd like to tell you that I scored three goals, but I was offside. <laughs> It's always the way, always the way. Uh, Ian, we started with a bit of a sombre note because one of our mutual friends, I mean, you knew him a lot more than I did. Uh, I was fortunate enough to do a few radio shows with him and obviously a big friend of Arthur McKenzie. But we lost Steve Black recently, uh, known, of course, to, to millions as Blackie, trainer of Johnny Wilkinson and indeed uh, one of Kevin Keegan's boys at Newcastle United. So uh, I think it's worthwhile just acknowledging that he'll be up there, uh, probably sort of saying, uh, well, you know, whatever Blackie will be saying, basically. Uh, I went to his funeral um, uh, on Wednesday and um, there were 600 people in there at the church, uh, including some of the good and the great. And I, and I got talking to Rob Andrew, um, the famous England fly half. And, uh, and, I, and I just said to him, um, uh, is it just me, do you think? Um, that uh, I met, In my job, I interviewed thousands and thousands of people, but he was the most memorable person I ever met. He said, no, he says, it's, it's the same with everybody. That's why so many people are here. Mm. And that's the basic sums him up. He was the most remarkable man I ever met, and um, uh, I'm going to miss him every day. He's an extraordinary person. He started. He started as six, a sixteen-year-old running, uh, being a bouncer on the doors. He ended up as a multimillionaire businessman. He was, uh, and a, he had a brilliant mind, and was, um, among other things, and his prime is one of the strongest men in Great Britain. He could bench press nearly six hundred pounds. I think. Uh, stuff like that. He, he was yeah. certainly a character, and uh, will be missed cool. as we as we, as we <laughs> say. Yeah. But let's let's move on because I, I don't think he was necessarily that fond of Chelsea. Um, but let's talk <laughs> with the team who are obviously collected together. I mean, George, um, I seem to recall you saying on our recent flying to the moon, doesn't matter who we play, basically we're still going to win. Obviously, that was before Borough played Sheffield United and, and uh, uh, a whole range of other sort of affected Millwall as well. But uh, what are your thoughts on how Borough are progressing now and uh, uh, possibly heading for three, three Wembley appearances? Um, it's been a little frustrating, if I'm absolutely honest. Uh, we ha- had a little bit of, uh, you know, a patch of bad form, losing to, you know, Barnsley and Bristol, but, it, it, you know, it, and Sheffield United as well. But it, it's, 
it, it, it's always a mixed bag though, isn't it? Because we've come back, we've hit the ground running again uh, and got a very good win over Birmingham. So it was, it was nice to see. And I think, you know, obviously with Fortress Riverside, as it's becoming now, you know, again, finally, it's, um, it's, it's becoming quite good. And, you know, the hopes are high. You know, it's Chelsea tomorrow, you know, current European champions. But it's, you look at the team and you think, you know, they could beat anybody on their day, especially with the way that they played against the likes of United uh, and Tottenham as well. Uh, Josh Coburn, of course, uh, even managed to get one of the BBC commentators to uh, channel the spirit of Barry Davis with look at his face, which, of course, was what he referred to Francis Lee when he scored for Derby County against his former club, uh, Manchester City. But that's another line entirely. Um, Jenny, um, is this something that you saw happening in terms of the results that uh, Borough would actually be in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup? Jenny Bill, I by hope. the way. Jenny Bill, right. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yes, Jenny Bill. Sorry. Yeah. And you were talking to the other Jenny. We'll have to, you'll have to identify us <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Um, um, actually, no, I'm quite surprised to see Middlesbrough at this stage. And uh, I think I've probably mentioned before, I do come from London and Chelsea is my team. So uh, this is a little bit... And you work uh, for Newcastle United. It gets just very I complex, do. basically, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I do, but I mean, I used to go and see Chelsea play a lot when I was younger. Um, and um, so, yeah, I am quite surprised. I was surprised to see Middlesbrough get this far, to be quite honest. But they have, they have had, they seem to come good at the really big games, is what it appears to me recently looking at their at their results. Um, I was surprised they lost to Sheffield. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So surprise is the operative word for, from that point of view. Uh, I'll quote from Rob's editorial, as obviously Rob is, is elsewhere at present. I'm so excited about this big Saturday out uh, to in Middlesbrough at the Riverside. Um, Borough Boys Chelsea in the FA Cup quarterfinals. Doesn't it just feel like the good old days again down by the tees? It certainly will if you can turn the clock back to the very uh, first game in the stadium and inflict a famous defeat on the Tuchel's Blues. Uh, and of course, there will be a, a crowd there, Jenny. I mean, Jenny, do you feel for sporting integrity that maybe Chelsea's initial request, which was latterly withdrawn, that maybe they should have actually played it behind closed doors would have been uh, uh, appropriate? Are you still asking me? Uh, we'll go to Jenny, Jenny Finch this time. All <laughs> uh, right. I do not know why they would have wanted it behind closed doors. Forget it. Our our home, our rules. Mm. Ian Lennox, um, you must feel Guilty. that Cambridge United actually spoiled the party for yourself, basically, uh, with Newcastle clearly actually just wanting to uh, consolidate their place as the richest club in the world in the lower regions of the Premier League. Uh, well, so Cambridge United, Cambridge United allowed us to concentrate on the league, and uh, from recent results, we've got a need to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would point I would point out about Chelsea that there are three teams. Uh, I watched quite a bit of football this season, and there are three teams who completely outstand are, are completely outstanding. And one is Chelsea, is Manchester City, and there's Liverpool, and they're on another tier to all the other teams. And Chelsea are a very very good side with a brilliant manager. So just enjoy the day, I think, and um, 
hopefully he'll make a lot of money and um, and hopefully he'll learn a lot from the experience of playing against uh, really top class players. I get a sense, Ian, that you don't feel a full of confidence that uh, uh, Chris Wilder's boys will actually do the business and, and score a good 2-1 victory revenge for 25 years ago when, of course, they lost in the FA Cup final to Chelsea. I just think that Chelsea are just just too good. Um, they're, they're one of the finest teams in Europe. And, I mean, on the day, Middlesbrough could, 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 uh, could get a result. I mean, they've got a chance. But... Um, I wouldn't raise. I wouldn't mix. I wouldn't expect them to. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've seen, I saw them play quite a few times this season, and, and some of the, the players they've got are outstandingly clever and uh, very energetic. And the managers, and he's a really clever, intelligent man who understands football backwards. Um, this would be Thomas Tuchel as opposed to Chris Wilder. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, I mean, I hope Middlesbrough do do it. It would be wonderful. But, uh, the, main, the main thing, the main thing, Middlesbrough do, you know, is, is to finish uh, in, in in a promotion, a promotion playoff place this season, not not to beat Chelsea. Really, you don't think that that sort of tempting, teasing thing in which they they occupy fifth position for about twenty seconds and then actually go back to seventh again and sort of what you know, t- they they dip the toe in, they dip the toe out. It's a bit like the hokey cokey. Jenny Finch, um, in Tipperary, uh, will you be watching this particular game, or is it a case of no, the rugby's on at the same time? I'm obviously going to be watching that <laughs> as opposed to Middlesbrough versus Chelsea. Well, I'll be I'll be watching the rugby, which is actually on our television. Um, but I will be having the uh, the text for the match on my phone and I'll be keeping an eye on that as well. Um, they're not actually broadcasting the FA Cup quarterfinals over here. It's all the rugby, oh. yes. Well, that's what happens if you actually go to uh, the Republic of Ireland, Jenny. I mean, really, it's, it's a temporary tale of it all of its own. Uh, George, I'll quote from Ramsgate Borough, his entry into the uh, special edition of Flying to the Moon. Uh, Borough seemed to be an oligarch's afterthought for the quarterfinals. As ever, it's all about Chelsea. Doesn't matter who they're playing. I think most of us are puzzled as to why it cost Chelsea £60,000 to have a trip to Middlesbrough. Now, that's a luxury coach. Music on their Apple iPods? No. Clearly, Adele must be on the bus uh, singing live to the players from the seat next to the driver. Uh, A DVD of an old Clint Eastwood film? No. Clint would actually get on at the Watford Gap and acting out scenes from the outlaw Josie Wales. Uh, Do you think that, you know, somehow, you know, we we kind of feel that Chelsea are are maybe being a little bit upset about the the whole scenario? I mean, you know, you've done the joys of public relations and sport, and this is one heck of an exercise. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, I think I think they are be, being a little bit, you know, hard, I think they are sort of acting a little bit, you know, like they've been a bit hard done by. But it's the ultimate situation, really, isn't it? It's not something that anybody could have ever seen coming, but it's one of those situations where, you know, you sort of have to get on with it, really, and just see what happens. I mean, £60,000 to get up to Middlesbrough, come on. You can get, you can get the train for about 30 quid, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's always very difficult as, as the the line goes, and we've already spoken about it before. Do you actually buy Chelsea Football Club or do you fill up your car with petrol? 
It's a tough call these days, <laughs> as I'm finding on a regular basis. Um, it would be remiss of us not to actually mention the phenomenal generosity that Borough fans uh, put forward for the Ukraine funds uh, issue. They raised £3,139.22 uh, in cash, together with three tonnes of essential supplies for the Ukrainian people. Uh, that was after the match against Luton Town, which of course Borough won 2 1. So uh, well done, obviously, to, to Borough fans for actually doing that side of things there. Um, Jenny, Millwall got a nil-nil draw against Middlesbrough, and I know that secretly there's a Millwall background, this is Jenny Finch again, uh, for, you, for yourself. Uh, do you think that Chelsea will be worse than Millwall, and that actually they will they will obviously lose uh, to Barry tomorrow? What's the general sense that you've got? Um, I think Chelsea may well play a bit uh, mm, less aggressive physical football than Millwall. I don't want to use the word foul, but you know, Millwall are notorious for that. Um, I think, I don't know, I think they may be a bit distracted. Um, I, I still can't believe it's going to cost them £60,000. You can go first class on British Rail with two people for that. Um, I would, I think Borough have actually got a chance, especially considering Chelsea will have been shaken up by this. That worm of uncertainty about what is happening in the future is going to be there. Mm. A challenge. I mean, as, as, as promised, Rob has maintained his superstitious approach of actually waiting till everybody's been sorted through. For a moment, I thought, we, how are we going to actually do the Jimmy Flynn, David versus Goliath piece of poetry without Rob Nichols actually being on place? Well, hopefully he's back with us now. Are you there, Rob, or are we just going to speak to your tummy? I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Sorry. That's, that's perfectly okay. <laughs> it's a benefit of all, all, all sorts of things there. Uh, so far, it's fair to say we've done a little tribute to, to Steve Black. We've mentioned the Ukraine fundraising. We've talked about the success of, of Borough, uh, although it's fair to say that Ian, I think, has come across as probably the most curmudgeonly of the team in terms of maintaining <laughs> they should concentrate on the league. It's okay, you know. Um, he would. But, yeah, I mean, from your own point of view, Rob... Is, is this a case of the good times are back again, or are we just a, a case of this is a, a necessary distraction? Oh, it's it's a uh, it's wonderful. It's, it's it's exactly the sort of distraction that that, that we're in it for. Um, I've just travelled over a thousand miles in the in 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 the space of a week watching Borough, and finally we saw, we saw, we saw Borough win, which was great. And now uh, we take it into the, the Chelsea game. Where, playing the European champions, the world champions at home on a big Saturday night. It, that's that's not a distraction. That's just, that is football excitement. That's what it's all about. And exactly why Jenny is dyed her hair red. Exactly. <laughs> this, of course, is, is Jenny Bill, not Jenny Finch, who has, has obviously <laughs> gone for the, for, the, for the red and white approach, which, of course, uh, keeps the borough theme going in, in a whole range of, of different ways. Um. Let's turn to Jenny Bill then. I mean, do, do you feel, do you share Jenny Finch's optimism that uh, Borough could actually do it? That after the, the Tottenham result, that all is, all is going to be well and that it's it's a case of 90 minutes away or possibly a 90 minutes plus extra time away from a, a trip to Wembley for a semi-final? Well, <laughs> uh, I don't want to disappoint anybody, um, but I, I think that Middlesbrough will give Chelsea a hard time, but I think Chelsea will win. If I'm honest, mm. sorry, Robert. <laughs> mm. 
So, so, so far we've got basically Ian is definitely sort of Chelsea. Um, uh, uh, Johnny definitely. Said, I mean, there's a lot of history, Rob, between Chelsea and Middlesbrough. I mean, I was at the back of Stamford Bridge uh, back in the day for the, uh, the playoff relegation uh, scenario, which was uh, quite an interesting thing, particularly as there was a, a whole group of Chelsea supporters. Uh, but of course, there's the ZDF, Zenith Data Systems final. Who could ever forget that? Yeah, bring it up. Yes. <laughs> exactly. The FA Cup, the League Cup. There is this yeah. one. And, and actually, Chelsea were the first team I ever saw play live against Borough back in the days of uh, Borough's first Jack Charlton era, uh, when I believe it was a final uh, score of one all, uh, if, if memory yeah. serves. Chop, Chopper Harris and Charlie Cook, people like that, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't talk about finals, cup finals with Chelsea, Alex. We talk about quarterfinals. That's where we come good. Yeah. <laughs> George, do you feel that, look, as you scrutinise this whole thing, as a, through the lens of your borough uh, tinted glasses and so on, do you think that uh, this is one where we will see uh, happiness personified throughout Teesside uh, on this on this semi on this quarterfinal day? I do hope so. I really do. Um, you know, it, the, the spirit has been there so much to Riverside. You, you know. We've seen it and heard it from the Borough fans at home against Tottenham and when they were away as well at Man United. And it just sounded absolutely incredible, especially with, you know, you know the, the extra capacity that we got with Chelsea obviously not being able to fulfil their actual... Um, sell, well, fulfil their allocation because they can't sell tickets. So it'd be... Uh, so hopefully it'll be absolutely roaring. Hopefully everybody will be behind the boys and we'll be, uh, we'll be pulling a win straight up and we're going straight to Wembley for the semi-finals. The, the tickets that um, Chelsea aren't allowed to sell, have they, have they been returned to Borough so Borough fans yeah. can get in to watch it? Oh, good, good. Yeah. Good. So, so so Chelsea have got just shy of 700 tickets, so they've got they've got a presence and they're about, is it about three and a half thousand tickets extra sold to Middlesbrough fans? So we've got a very big presence. <laughs> <laughs> But it could still be said, Rob, to be a case of David versus Goliath. Page 26, for the people who wish to actually read along with the Fly Me to the Moon piece on this extra special, first in a long, long time, FA Cup final, FM, TTM, magical yeah. pieces of print. I was so Quarterfinal. Quarterfinal. Exactly. Quarterfinal. <laughs> Quarterfinal thing. We'll, we'll, we'll get our way through this. So, uh, <laughs> given that clearly we have uh, the combined quartet of quality of uh, the two Jennies, George and Ian, who will be passing comment once again upon Jimmy Flynn's approach to this, shall we take it away, Rob? Yeah. I, I, when, I, when, I was say, say, when I'm setting this out, um, Alex, I'm conscious that we're going to read it. So I'm thinking, how can I possibly make... The, I, I'm thinking, how can I make this font bigger <laughs> and i think jimmy don't write as much <laughs> so, he's trying to put it on a, a micro dot so that's what he's trying to do it's, anyway it's a kind go. of for somebody with my eyes it's a challenge this week david versus goliath chelsea fc are football aristocrats from london town who view the rest of football with a disdainful frown playing in a striking strip of royal blue their list of past stars reads like a football who's who some of the greatest homegrown stars to kick and head a ball. Venables, Bentley, Lawton and Greaves, perhaps the most famous of all. Braybrook, Blunston, Osgood, Williams, Tambling. Through the whole club's, through the club's history, famously dribbling and, uh, and uh, gambling. Ambling. 
Ambling. <laughs> Starts from the days when football was played in a different way to the money-driven game of the present day. When opposing fans could watch games side by side and didn't scream, curse, fight and deride. Now between Chelsea and Borough fans, there is a deep-seated enmity, a palpable hatred that is sad to see. A schism dating back to a playoff final in 1988 when Borough condemned Chelsea to football's second flight. Crowd violence erupted at Stamford Bridge that fateful day and caused ill feeling that has not lessened along the way. Animosity has festered from then until the present time and over Borough, Chelsea have held the Indian sign. Three cup finals the club have contested with Chelsea triumphant and Borough bested. Chelsea, a football goliath on the field of play, who Borough as yet have been unable to slay. The current Chelsea team, fuelled by Roman Abramovich's financial might, have reached a previously unscaled football height. A multi-million Russian rubles team that has delivered every Chelsea supporter's wildest dream. European and global opposition has been swept aside and Chelsea now wear the crown of double champions with pride. This is the seemingly unstoppable team Borough next play in their bids to continue their journey to Wembley Way. Next Saturday in an FA Cup quarterfinal tie at the Riverside, like football Neptunes, Borough players will try to halt the Chelsea tide. The game will be the focus of national interest like none before, with Chelsea's future threatened by the spectre of the illegal Ukraine war. Blue is how Chelsea FC and its supporters are currently feeling as government intervention and financial sanctions have sent the club reeling. Perhaps now is the perfect time for Borough and Chelsea fans to put differences aside and come together for the next clash of David and Goliath at the Riverside. A few slips in the early stages there, but a bit like Borough, we managed to get good in the end, which is fine. So it's a lot of stuff there. Uh, Jenny, did you feel that actually worked quite nicely in terms of do you feel Jimmy's lived up to standards or is it just a case of what's he talking about? <laughs> Which one? Would Jenny finish? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, there was a bit of blank verse in there, but there was a lot of information and it was nicely set out. It was very nicely read. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, I yeah, there were some things I didn't know about. Some imaginative rhyming couplets involved there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I felt the 1988 arriving with flight. I mean, I could have said a 1988 flying with flight, but it didn't, it didn't quite <laughs> well, work. If you've been a Chelsea supporter, you would have. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. Yeah, still don't mind. Um, Rob, great things, obviously, as ever, taking place uh, with Base Camp and the Borough Shirt Museum. Um, yeah. Anything you'd like to sort of flag up with respect to that um, that also is uh, a, a time to actually experience and delight in? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's all tomorrow afternoon from one o'clock till four thirty. It's a great place to do your pre-match um, sort of build up because they've got there will be shirts and I'm talking about match worn short shirts from the 1970s when you were talking about uh, Alex back back in the Jack Charlton's days right the way through to the mid 80s when obviously Middlesbrough went bust. So we've got a, a quite a, a good range of, of of things to interest people there, and it's all free um, and. It's at base camp, which is which is very close to the railway station, just next to where the archives used to be. So please come on down, and I'll be selling fanzines there as well. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I need to obviously mention Mike Kelly's line here, and I'd be fascinated to, uh, to find uh, uh, the team's views on this, which is basically uh, building on the quote of Steve Gibson, for 19 years, money has fueled the success of Chelsea Football Club. Uh, well, yes, says Mike, but what else is new? Gibson spent a sizable chunk of his fortune powering Borough into Europe. Jack Walker's millions bought the recently uh, established Premier League for Blackburn. Back in the 50s, uh, Sunderland were known as the Bank of England Club because of their big money signings. And in uh, 1905, they sold Alf Common to Middlesbrough for £1,000, a sum so imaginably, unimaginably large at the time that it was debated in Parliament, with one MP warning of a new type of white slave trade, which might one day <laughs> see transfer fees reaching £2,000 or even £10,000. I mean, Ian, shocked or what? Well, I remember when I was working on the Daily Mail in the 70s, um, somebody predicting that one day um, semi-detached houses would cost £5,000. <laughs> <laughs> I think beer was beer was expected to go up to two pounds fifty or something. To, you know, just yeah. Um, where, where I'm sitting now doing this was it was um is was colloquially known as the Bob End of Ayrson Park because it cost a, a shilling to get in, which is in in new money is two and a half pence, isn't it? <laughs> and where I used to go into the game, the game was just yeah. next to it was the boys' end, and that was. Um, to, to see that Jack Charlton team that Alex was talking about, that was 50 pence to watch that. And that was, 50 pence was my pocket money, as I recall. I think when I first went, I went, I first went to the Gallagher end was one shilling and sixpence to get in. Mm. And uh, a, pint, a pint of beer at Charlie's Bar North Shields, where I started my career in quotes, um, was one shilling. <laughs> and, very, and very fine beer it was too. Well, well let's, not, let's not go down a line of nostalgia yeah. because George doesn't know what a shilling is, so let's just move away from that. It's, it's a different learning no, entirely. Uh, I, I will actually cite Matt Baker, of course, or rather Matt Smith, I should say. Uh, the football world was united in mourning the Thursday before last when everyone's favourite club was sanctioned as a result of everyone's favourite oligarch having his misappropriated assets finally frozen by a British government that has, ironically, spent the last couple of decades literally offering, offering up our capital city to sketchy Russian billionaires as a kind of cash laundromat. Um, do you feel that actually, you know, London grad, George, is, is one of those areas where, given the state of, of, of global play, do you feel at all sympathetic for Chelsea supporters who feel, well, what's Roman ever done that was wrong, really? No, no, feel no sympathy. Um, I think when your owner is so involved in something like that, I think it's. I feel bad for the. I feel bad for the fans who are being punished by you know not being able to see their team. But I don't feel sorry for the club in itself. It was brought upon by the owner of the club, and you know the only people that are really suffering are the you know the fans who work who work hard week in week out to be able to afford these extortionate ticket prices that they charge uh, to watch, you know, to watch Chelsea. And the fact that they can't anymore, especially with this, you know, especially the car at the moment. And it's just, it's just a bit sad for the fans, but for the club, I, I feel no remorse. No one seems to be mentioning that um, 20, 20 years ago, these oligarchs were made most welcome by, by politicians in this country. Uh, they, they brought a lot of money into the economy and, and were, um, were, well, they were encouraged to come here. 
I think that's exactly no. what Matt Smith is mentioning, actually. And to be fair, that's the whole essence of that little article. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, well, and, and I think we're now latterly looking at fitting proper in football and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and yeah. wondering why it's taken so long. And um, obviously, uh, Ian, your club have, uh, have, have managed <laughs> to slip through this as well. It, yeah. Uh, very recently. Yeah. Yes, yes, Ian, but, um, and for that matter, Jenny Bill as well. How, how does it feel in terms of is it slight, slight nervousness, or is it just a case of I'm just in hospitality? Says Jenny Bill. Don't don't worry about me. <laughs> Newcastle's money doesn't come as far as me. No, so it doesn't affect me whatsoever. <laughs> Jenny Finch, from your own perspective, do you feel as though there is a bigger issue here in terms of of money in the game, and has the soul already been sold? In some ways, it feels as if it has. Yes. Um, I don't know if this is going to be a, a permanent thing that helps to level the playing field a bit or if it's just a little hiccup on the road and everyone will go there, there, it's all over, have your money back. Um, I hope it's not the latter, but I suspect it might be. Um, I think it, it would be nice to get back to a slightly more equal world and not have um, some very dubious owners in charge. I do like the little cartoon you've put onto page 11, uh, Rob, with the uh, Middlesbrough FC match day catering staff meeting and the strap line. And finally, don't accept any rubles. <laughs> it, it, it is the big Chelsea and the fall of the Roman Empire. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, the, 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 the sort of sense of, um, George, what score do you think? You, I mean, what, what would you like to, to, to see and what do you think will be the case in terms of the score? We'll have two sort of predictions. What would you like and what do you think will be the actual one? I'd love a 3-1 win. I'd love a 3-1 win. I'd love to, I'd lo do you know what? I'd love to see us go one down and then come back <laughs> and win 3-1. I just like the idea of, you know, coming back, you know, being the underdogs and all that. I love that idea. But so when, um, when Chelsea score first, you'll be showing Yippee, will you? <laughs> no, when I well see when Chelsea when Chelsea score, I'll be I'll be drowning my sorrows with more beer up. <laughs> um and then what I actually think will happen, um, I think it'll be tough. I think they'll give us a good run, but I think, and I'll, I'll put a controversial opinion out there, they've got the best keeper in the league in Eduardo Mendy, and I think he'll cause us a few issues, and I'm going to say that after 90, it's going to be a draw, and we'll win it in extra time. And you don't think, George, that the tactical genius that is Thomas Tuchel will actually put on Kepa so that he can actually miss every single penalty, including the one that he takes yeah. himself? That's absolutely fine by me. We bury all our penalties, so as long as he misses it, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jenny, Bill, is it going to go to penalties? It has to be decided on the day, or is it going to be a case of, yes, Burrow win 4-0, no problem? Or indeed, back in the day, I think with John Neal, they once had a 7-2 victory, if memory serves. Yeah, that's right. I think, I think Chelsea might have scored first. Alex. Yes, that's right. So, so Barris 7, Chelsea 2 would probably work. Anyway, Jenny Bill. <laughs> well, I, I did consult with my, my football expert friend, but she doesn't like Chelsea, so she says it's, it's going to go to penalties. Um, I, th I do think Middlesbrough, I think it's going to be a very, very good game. 
So I do think Chelsea win. And I think it's, sorry, I'm sorry, Robert, but I think it's going to be 2-1 to Chelsea. However, I, what I would like to see is I'd actually like to see it go to penalties. But I still think that Chelsea will win in the end. Um, that's, so clearly, that Jenny Bill sense. looking to actually increase the heart rate on Teesside, which is fine. She probably does that as a matter of course. <laughs> back in the day when she was posing with the, uh, the second division championship trophy. Uh, Jenny Finch. <laughs> I hope it does go to penalties because um, Middlesbrough are pretty good with penalties, to be honest. Uh, I would love to see I would love to see two one or two two go to penalties and they nick it on about the fifteenth penalty, which has happened <laughs> a lot in history. Also, Kepa's going to score. They are brilliant on penalties. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> And, and <laughs> yeah, we won three. We won thirteen, twelve once against Liverpool. Didn't, uh, we lost thirteen, twelve on penalties. Yeah, yeah. And Ian, you're probably best suited, given that Chelsea uh, beat Newcastle United one 0 recently, as mm. well as obviously beating Everton one 0 So clearly they're they're working through that. Uh, what what's your prediction? And indeed, what would your heart sort of say, given that you purport to say you want right. all northeastern clubs to do well, including Harrogate well, and Liverpool? Uh, my heart. Uh, what time's the kickoff of the match? Five o'clock. Five fifteen. Five. Five fifteen. Five fifteen. Well, if Middlesbrough kick off a quarter to five, they could will win seven nothing. <laughs> um, but I think, um, uh, honestly, I think uh, Chelsea will buy another two or three goals, and um, that will be it. And I hope I'm wrong, but uh, I've got to be objective occasionally. Uh, I think two nothing or three nothing. I'm afraid. Um, and Rob, uh, from your own perspective, I mean, I think uh, just to cite your own editorial once again, which I think was, was echoed a whole thing. It's time for the real event, a showcase of FA Cup football. And we're not about to be a sideshow for the Chelsea lament. I see you were actually doing a bit of rhyming there as well, basically. A real event, <laughs> not a sideshow for the Chelsea lament. Um, yeah, yeah. Matty Crooks, come on down. Johnny Howson, uh, McNair, Spignor. It's, it's, the whole thing is Isaiah Jones. Oh, yeah. What's it going to be? I was getting into I was getting into the vibe, getting into the excitement, and uh, I, and I'm just really looking forward to a big Saturday night when we are going to win. We're going to win two nil, and and uh, everyone is just going to be just so. Oh, it's going to be like launch pad. It's going to be a mega Saturday night. Sounds awesome. In fact, uh, before we actually uh, have the final wrap up, which we'll actually have a little bonus here, because I think Rob will use the come on borough and up the borough and then we are up for the cup, which I think will be fine. Um, works very well, because after all, Chelsea have tried their attempt at humour, hence the line uh, that you're having a laugh or you're joking, aren't you? Obviously was mentioned. Standard Teesside line there. Uh, would you uh, like to say how people can get hold of this paper edition of Fly Me to the Moon, the podcast paper companion? Yeah, yeah. We'll be selling them around the ground um, tomorrow and in base camp at the, at the Shirt Museum before before that. And you can you can get them if you go to the website fmttmborough.com or look for my Twitter um, at fmttm, uh, at Rob fmttm. And there's a there's a link there. So, yeah, it's a special edition. And uh, yeah, please get. Yeah. What do they always say? Get involved. <laughs> 20, 25 why. years since the FA Cup final 
and it is issue 625. Is that an omen? Ooh. That an omen? See, 25 years, yeah. issue 625. It's all coming together in strangely wonderful ways. Uh, actually, Rob, I'd like you to, if you've got your, your editorial, and you probably actually know it, I think you should actually read that last paragraph out before we actually do the full wrap-up, because I think it, it's, it's Churchillian in a way that Boris Johnson can only dream about, is all I can yeah. say. And arguably the same thing with respect to uh, the, the Zelensky. But carry on, Rob. Off you go. It is time for the real event, a showcase of FA Cup football. And we are not about to be a sideshow for the Chelsea lament. Matty Crooks, come on down. Johnny Housen, Tab and McNair, spin your webs. Isaiah Jones, dance down that right flank. Dale Fry, stand firm. In Joe Lumley, we trust. Balogun, Watmore, Connolly, Sporer and Coburn, leave them for dust. Paint it red. Come on, Borough. Does that not stir your soul, Ian? Yes. Does that actually sort of say, I shall leave those magpies to one side. I've now found the true love. It's, it's come late in life, but finally I've found the team I can, I can get behind. Well, my lot are out in Dubai at the moment, I think. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> says it all, isn't it? You know, Man, the, the FA Cup final, the FA Cup quarterfinal and, and Newcastle United go, go off to Dubai. Unbelievable. Mm. So it goes. Um, OK, then, Rob, it's time for the team to actually say those final words then. After three. OK. On the count of three. Three, two, one. Come on, Bora. Up the Bora. Hey, celebrate and rejoice. It's Rob Nichols and friends on Fly Me to the Moon, the podcast. Not to be confused with Fly Me to the Moon, the song, or the fragrance for men. <laughs>